family dinner with three of our children and their our grandchildren and happy and grateful that they could come tonight had a delightful time with them we want to give a shout out tonight for we one do. of them especially our daughter becky who's had four little girls and their first one died of um it was she was a stillborn yeah when she was 28 weeks or 26 28 weeks and so that was a sad event in our lives but Back she's in 2012 had, yes she's had three little girls since and she wanted to bring another spirit into the world. Which Way to go, Becky. We're grateful for. And we just found out that they're going to have a blue Christmas, which means they're having a boy. Isn't that great? I'm so happy for them. So we're excited for them. The little girls didn't quite know what to think because they're so used to, they're really girly girls. I mean, princesses, everything. Jewelry, fingernail yeah, polish, really perfume, are. fancy. Cute little things. Yeah, they are. They really are. But I was blessed to, actually, I felt, uh, uh, had a little bit of a dream in advance of all this that it was going to be a boy. And I couldn't, I don't specifically remember the dream, but I remember a conversation at the end of it with whom I don't know. But all of the, all of the pronouns were him, he, his. They were all about a male, and uh, so I told Bonnie, I said, I think she's going to have a boy, and sure enough. You are a visionary sure, man. Sure enough. So It's, it's going to be a little boy. But they came out to the temple last night, those three little girls with their parents, and they were bundled up because it was a cold night at the temple. It was the last night that our... Well, they'd been out looking at the looking lights. Looking at the lights. And it was the last night of the temple, temple being Square. opened. And as they came in and they were standing in the foyer, they saw this bride. Beautiful young woman. That was, she looked like Belle. She had this beautiful cape on, a white cape on. and White dress. And white dress. And, she, and a white veil. She came out to these three little girls and, and she said, I'm a princess. And they were just in awe. And she said, and this is my Prince Charming. <laughs> Pointed to her husband. And she says, do you want to touch my veil? It was sparkly and lacy. And they all just were ooing and eyeing. And then she said, and I hope you get married in the temple so you can be a family forever. And they were, I hope they never forget that. Yeah, it was really, really sweet of her to do that. But it was a special night in the temple for us because it was the last day of our service. Our responsibilities are now done at the temple, and that's why we've named this uh, episode that a chapter in our life closes, and it it has been a significant chapter in our lives, and it is now over. It is over, but it's been an amazing, amazing experience. Even though I was petrified at the beginning, were you ever, were you a little nervous at first? I was nervous because I didn't hardly know anything about what the responsibilities uh, that I would have in, in being a counselor in this temple presidency. I was, I was just... Well, we were fairly new ourselves. Yeah, we'd only been in the temple as it was for about two years as temple workers in advance of that. And um, never, never even dreamed that would be a possibility that that at that point in time, we would be called to serve 
as counselor and assistant to the matron in the Salt Lake Temple. I wow. was very nervous, and I was a little, um, is it intimidated or not feeling yeah. adequate yeah. with the matron, who is Rosemary Wixom, who has been the uh, primary general president of the church and been on the board of the church, general board of the church, for a long, long time. And then Charlotte Price, who was the first counselor, for, or first assistant to the matron, she's been on the general board and... She's for what? primary yeah. in Young Women's, and she also writes for the church curriculum. So I felt very <laughs> inadequate. Brought so, your own set of skills to Well, I know. It's, I know, but it's just, it was a, a very growing experience. It, I was just amazed. It really was, and, and so I thought tonight... Uh, when we were considering what we might talk about, we, we'd talk about our experience in the Salt Lake Temple because it's been a significant influence for us. For two years and two months, it was cut short by 10 months because they are, of course, are closing the temple to renovate it and help it to be strong and so it won't collapse in an earthquake and last through the millennium, but... I'm amazed at, um, because before I was just going to the temple, like you were just, oh, it's a duty, we need to go, we need to be obedient, we need to, to be there. But what, like President Nelson said, the more you go, the more it will change you, and it certainly yeah, he has. Was, he was right. I have uh, learned a lot. I've learned a lot about patience with dealing with other people. I've learned a lot about love and how people are they're just different some are more sensitive than others but they all want to be loved and um that being in the temple has brought me a sense of peace in my own life and of what's really important so i just don't really get worked up or maybe but who knows, now that we're not out in the temple as much, it will be interesting to see if we fall back into what, that. What do you mean you don't get worked up? Well, I'm just, I'm more, just more peaceful. Oh, I see. I'm more calm. Mm-hmm. I don't get things bug me too much. But maybe now that, like he said, maybe we're, that we're out of the temple. We revert back to old we'll ways. We'll revert back to old ways. <laughs> I hope not. But what impressed me I, there the temple are the dedication of our ordinance workers oh, and yes. how people would, I mean, they sacrificed a lot, not like the pioneers, of course, but we've had several couples that worked Friday and Saturdays. And when she says years. work there, that means each shift that they come in to work is a six-hour six hour shift. shift. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it's a good chunk of the time of it in a given day. A weekend. So... And so, and the those that come in on the early morning shift, they're there by five a.m. Um, till eleven. Know, till eleven, and, and and they're there every week at five a.m. or a few minutes earlier than, earlier than that, and it's just amazing to me the the devotion and dedication, particularly of those on those early shifts that would come in, and there's what a hundred and forty of them, hundred and fifty just as the as ordinance workers and then in addition to them 
we have another group of 20 brothers and sisters that come into the baptistry um, at, uh, at 5 a.m. And, and then we have another eight brothers that come in, no, eight, six brothers that come in uh, to, uh, to be on the recommend desk. And they're in there at 4.15 a.m. Every week. Hmm. It's just so impressive to me. It was because we are not morning people and it's been, oh. that part's been hard to get up. But we did it. The Lord helped us do it. And we made it through even though we were so tired. But not just our ordinance workers and giving up on some of their time, but, but they all have said how much they would do it again and again. Oh, yes. Because they love being in the temple. But also the patrons. We You got to, to know the ones that come over and over and over. And so many of them Saturday night were in the celestial room, and it was hard for them to leave. It was hard for them to know that their sanctuary of peace and calm was closing down, and they were quite emotional. Even knowing that they could easily just go to another temple uh, to worship and to you know, go on a temple session or do other ordinances, in other temples that are close by, but there is something very special about the Salt Lake Temple, part of it being, you know, the historical nature of that temple and the the literal blood, sweat, and tears that went into its building for 40 years and the sacrifices that were made by so many for it. And, you know, it is really the crown jewel asset of the church and for for Bonnie and I to have the the privilege, uh, every every time we went in for our shifts, which would be either from you know four thirty in the morning until one in the afternoon. One thirty, pretty much. One thirty, or our afternoon shift would go from one to nine thirty. Uh, from one to nine thirty, and sometimes uh, ten. Oh, sometimes ten, ten thirty. Yeah, and and while we were on shift, we were responsible. We were in charge of that entire temple and the workers that were in it and to, to have that sense and feeling of knowing that we were presiding and were given the incredible privilege to preside and it was just amazing to me. I mean, we're just these regular people. Yeah. And to think that we were given that opportunity, I, I am so incredibly grateful and it's been a very humbling experience. But you had a little song you wanted to... Oh, I'm do that at the end. Oh, you want to do it at the end? Yeah, You're going to hold us, everybody in suspense. I know, they just love them, don't they? So, so I, too, I have loved the experience uh, of working with our, our temple workers. We were responsible in the temple for the recommend desk brethren. We were responsible for the baptistry people. Workers, we're responsible for the uh, youth center, but you did most all of that, Bonnie. I, I didn't have a lot of contact there. You did nearly all of that. We were responsible for the young single adult night in the uh, in the temple as well. So we we had some significant responsibilities that we were just so grateful to be a part of, and deeply grateful for those that were called to assist and help us in that regard. Oh, yes, because we couldn't have done it by ourselves. I did go into the youth center every time I was there to see if they needed anything or they needed help. But like I said, they the dedication, well, the, the, besides 
they, they were very sweet, but they were very competent ordinance or volunteers. And, yeah, they sure were. And in the baptistry, yesterday we went in to help, so we were in the baptistry. I was in there folding clothes, folding towels, and everyone was helping. All the youth came in and started helping, and and then just going back and forth from the laundry. But people were very always willing to help and do whatever they were asked to do. Interesting in the baptistry, uh, um, it was just it was just besieged by uh, by young people that came to experience uh, you know baptisms for the dead and perform those, and came in great numbers. And uh, I was just so proud of them as they came and they. As it turned out, during periods, especially on Thursday and Friday, Friday, and some parts of Saturday, there were several hours of wait time for them, uh, because there were so many that had come, and the lines grew and grew, and our workers were magnificent in being able to to take care of, all, manage all of these um, these youth that were coming, and the. And the kids that were there were respectful. They were quiet. They were reverent. I was just so proud of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I had an opportunity to go in and just take a few minutes in, uh, from time to time during the day and speak to the groups that were waiting in, the, in a chapel area. We, we would have had anywhere from 80 to 100 in the chapel area and, and would have another 25 that were sitting on chairs uh, out in an area, others that were lined up and down the hallways. And, gosh, but they, but they what wanted a great they thing. wanted to come and be a part of it. And what I loved is we had regulars that would come to the baptistry, youth that would come early in the morning, and they said it would it made their day. And I just hope that our grandchildren will continue to strive to go, and our children will get their kids to do baptisms over the dead because the more they're there, the more they'll fill of the temple spirit and they'll start to get the temple into their heart into their souls and that's what I enjoyed about being in the temple is that I finally started to get it that I understood more the importance of those saving ordinances that I want all my family to be a part of my friends my those who are important to me so that we can all be together, like when we are in the celestial room. That is a very special room in the temple, at the culminating end of the endowment, where people all come together, and it's like you're in in heaven, yeah, all coming together. It's an amazing place to to see all that transpire, and and in addition to the to the uh, the workers that we've the ordinance workers that we had, and the volunteer workers and in the baptistry, and the recommend ask, etc. Uh, we had what we call shift coordinators who were in charge of each particular group of brothers and sisters that were working in the temple. So there would be sister coordinators, and they dealt with the sisters, brothers for the brothers. And, and I, I dealt with 15 brother shift coordinators who were incredible men. And they've become very dear friends. I just truly love them. And grateful for the tremendous work that they've each given and the sacrifices they made uh, to perform the work they had to perform. And the same with the sisters. I have lifelong friends now that have become very dear to me. And, and those who feel alone or that they don't have friends and then they've come to the temple to, to serve, 
it's amazing how you become part of an, a sisterhood yeah, you or sure a do. brotherhood, whatever. Yeah, you do. Because you just develop lifelong friends. And it was uh, it was kind of difficult. It was an emotional experience these last three days to to watch the reactions of people, knowing this was going to be their last day, and. Um, Many of the people on their shift that they'd grown to love, they may never see again. And uh, some may be back to be able to work in the temple again when, when it's all redone in the, in the next four to five years. But some will never be back. Well, we have a good portion that will go to Tooele Temple, a good portion that will go to the Taylorsville Temple, and then I think the ones out south will be divided again. To Draper and South Jordan, and it will be a, a completely different mix when yeah, we a very different experience for them as well. When we go back. So then I too, like Bonnie mentioned a little bit ago, I, I loved the uh, experience of uh, of working with um, Latter Day Saints that had come from all over the world over these last two plus years to come to the Salt Lake Temple. Well, it's the icon of the church. So yeah, they all want to come to the Salt Lake Temple because of its historic nature. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, you know, kind of the beacon that, that many have, kind of Mecca for many. I was standing in the foyer at one of my posts. Maybe I've said this before, but it's always touched me. And a woman came down the stairs and was crying. And I thought, oh, dear. And I asked her if I could help her, and she said, can I just sit here on the couch for a minute and take this all in? I've always wanted to be in this Salt Lake Temple, and I'm from out of the country. And walking in, she felt so overwhelmed with the spirit that she had to sit down and try to compose herself. Yeah, well, and she was finally in the Salt Lake Temple. Isn't that And we've had um, um, people, again, from... Mm. Many different nations, uh, particularly these last few weeks, as um, is is the closing period has gotten closer, you know, from from all over the world, Europe, uh, South America, Australia, Central America, Canada. Australia, New Zealand, and and uh, China, Japan. Yeah. It's just been so remarkable to see, and England, and Scotland. one of the things that's been so sweet in all of that is that. When they've recognized that, you know, we it, we're, in, we're in the temple, we wear this little name tag. Mine has my name on it, and below that it says Temple Presidency. And yours has what, Bonnie? My name and assistant to the matron. And when people see that, they, they treat us with such respect yeah, and do. kindness and as if we were something special, which we're not. It's almost uncomfortable. Sometimes it is. Um, but it's very humbling yeah. uh, to to have that kind of respect given to us by complete strangers, members of the church who are coming from many, many different places around the world. And so that, and to see their reactions and the thrill and privilege and how much they enjoy when they're through and comments that are made to us about what their experience was like Gosh, it's just been magnificent. Then there's also been the experience that we've been able to have um, uh, of meeting the first presidency of the church and the Quorum of the Twelve 
and other general authorities, yeah, I recognize we've talked about this before, but this is a significant part of what, you know, for me anyway, of the really privilege of being able to be in the presidency of this temple. Well, not only that, that the next presidency won't have this opportunity because they will have a new entrance into the temple and it won't be where they were coming before where we would greet them. That's true. That's It won't, won't be. And um, I, I, I wanted to just share a little experience that I had just yesterday. Uh, I was, Since I was uh, uh, there yesterday afternoon, uh, I w we were advised that uh, President Henry B. Eyring, the second counselor in the first presidency, was coming to the temple to perform the sealing of his granddaughter to her husband and uh, or fiance. So uh, since I was there, I was assigned to go and uh, meet him as he came to then escort him from his dressing area with his security guard and take them up to the sealing office. I would wait for them there until he was completed and then direct him um, at the conclusion of his ceiling back downstairs to his locker area. And uh, so when I, when I got up to the, the dressing area where he was, we, I, we of course stood outside of that area, myself and the uh, security agent. And when President Eyring was dressed in, in his white and ready to go up, he came out. He saw me, I, I'm sure he recognized that I was a member of the temple presidency. He'd seen me many times. I'm sure he didn't remember my name, at least not without looking on my name tag. Um, but he came directly up to me. He put his arms around me, kissed me on the cheek, and said, I love you. And I had a spiritual experience with that that was one that I will remember the rest of my life. I had a divine witness that I was in the presence of a prophet, seer, and revelator one of the Lord's anointed. And, and how blessed and privileged I was to have him simply acknowledge this little guy and, and uh, share that with me. He did it then, and he did it again at the very end after I'd taken him up and after he had done the sealing of his daughter, granddaughter, and I went into the, the sealing office to get some things signed from him and he did it again. I just was so touched by it. Oh, I bet it was amazing. And I, I uh, told my children about it tonight at dinner, those that were with us, and, and the impression that it's left on my mind has just been so significant. Gee, I wished I had come with you because I was down folding towels and underwear <laughs> for the baptistry. <laughs> well, that must have been a <laughs> spiritual experience. It was, let's get this done. We have children, we have a lot of youth that want to participate in the baptistry. So. Well, one of the other uh, interesting things that's for us just this week um, is, of course, Christmas was, we haven't even talked about Christmas, Bonnie. We had such a delightful time on Christmas Day. We did. Um, uh, which was very, very nice. Christmas Eve was sweet. We went over to to uh, Julie and Alex's home for a Christmas dinner. She cooked a beautiful roast dinner for us. She's a good cook. Yeah, it was wonderful. 
and you know we left to, so that they could of course get their kids in bed and they were hyper as you can imagine for Christmas Eve um, and then Sunday morning we got up at a leisurely time and and you wanted to open your presents Sunday uh, morning Sunday morning not Sunday morning Christmas morning excuse there me there we go <laughs> Christmas morning <laughs> We still don't know what day it is or I was, what time I it was is. barely awake, and you, you were bringing the few gifts we had to open them up. That's right. Let's get this. <laughs> you were anxious. Open up, I was. I like to open them up. You did. So we did that for a few minutes, and then we drove out to uh, um, a number of our children's homes and just checked in on them for a few minutes. And that was, it was nice. Came home and fixed a little dinner and... Uh, What's so up? What's some up? of them came back over afterwards and, and had some ham and turkey rolls. and. But what's so great about just having your family and knowing that you've been in the temple is that and had these wonderful ordinances that you can have your family together forever and have these wonderful occasions and if we live so worthy to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And so after... After Christmas Day, and all the all the activity of the day, we're up at three in the morning, December the twenty sixth, right, to be in the temple for our our shift that starts at really five o'clock. I didn't expect there to be no. that, that many. I don't people think most people thought I would calm I, down, but I, I think really, that's why they came because they thought it was going to be maybe so. But less they people. came. They came in droves. Yes, they did. I mean, it was out of control. Oh man, <laughs> people everywhere in the temple. And it was <coughs> even though it was very challenging to with our coordinators and others to manage it, everything and to keep people happy. Uh, it was so fun. It was, and it they was say great. they say the statement: "If you close it, they will come." <laughs> and they did. And it's too bad that all the temples are not like that. And Friday was pretty much the same thing as well. Very busy as we well. We were there in charge on Friday evening. Friday and evening, and it was busy. Oh man, it sure was. Yeah. Matter of fact, Friday and Saturday, I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday of this week were record days in the Salt Lake Temple in terms of the number of people that had come and the ordinances that were performed, which is fantastic. We were thrilled to be a part of it. To be a part of this historic event, and yeah. it will be fun to watch it all happen. And now it's uh, closed, and and um, Bonnie and I, I guess, uh, we're both going to look to, in the next, take a couple of months off. Just to get our lives back in, our house oh, cleaned yeah, and our... Yeah clocks and the right our bodies clocks in the right way and then we'll just getting up at a regular time, time. each morning will be so helpful yeah, so and eating eating uh, at a regular time and exercising my and digestive stuff. system doesn't know if i am coming or going <laughs> really and we've been eating at 10 at night well, at last night was midnight it was midnight yeah, right so taco bell at midnight last yeah, it was night. real healthy it was good <laughs> but it wasn't great Jeez. healthy but but that was part of our experience, and we we'll remember that it was a a time never to be forgotten. That is true, and a, a period of growth for us, both emotionally and spiritually, like unto no other period of our lives, to have come and experienced being in truly, where the spirit of the Lord is always present. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's been just remarkable. You, you can't go in the temple spending the kind of time we've been there and not have it really affect you. You, you feel it. You see it in the eyes and the faces of so many people. Oh yes, and and it has a a lasting effect. In addition to being able to help implant in our hearts even a greater love for the temple and what we do there, for the ordinances that are so important, for the covenants that we make in the temple, for the uh, <coughs> the eternal implications of the temple for ourselves and for our family. And I just wish we could stress the importance of going to the temple for our children and grandchildren and to keep going because the more you go, the more it will bless your life and the more you'll understand what this is all about that our Heavenly Father has given us. So we invite all of those within the sound of our voice in this podcast tonight to, if you don't happen to have a, uh, if you're a member of the church and don't have a temple recommend, Please do whatever you need to do to go in and see your bishop and get your temple recommend. And then, for heaven's sakes, use it. And if you do have a temple recommend, please go to the temple. Allow yourself the privilege of being in the presence of the Lord on holy ground. And it will bless your life and the lives of those you love in ways that you and I today, we just can't fully comprehend. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a member of the church and you're happening to listen to this podcast, please, please listen to our missionaries for they are teaching you truth and giving you the opportunity um, to learn about the covenant path that was established and laid out for us by the Savior Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a recommend as well, you can go down to Temple Square, walk on that sacred ground, and you'll feel a presence and a spirit there that will touch your heart. Yeah, that'll just uh, hopefully be an even greater incentive Seven. for you to get inside the temple as a, as a worthy Latter-day Saint. Holy Temple, hallowed halls, Filled with heaven's light, where the Spirit speaks of truth and testifies of Christ. There we turn our hearts to those who gave us life and birth. How beautiful that holy place, where heaven dwells on earth. It's a house of learning, a house of faith, a house of peace and prayer. A house of glory, a house of God, we feel his presence there. We will stand with hearts and hands, kept clean and pure each day. Worthy of the blessings found in that holy place. Very nice, Bonnie. Mm. Great you. message. Well, that's it. As we think about... Uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Yes, it's another, another great new year. year another chance to get it right and to start Indeed. things afresh. Think about, my goodness, what is 2020 going to bring? Well, have a wonderful evening and a great week, everyone. That's all from Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Good night. Happy New Year.